0: everyone, and welcome to our final episode of this season. My name is Max. I am here with my amazing travel buddies and co-hosts, Alex and Bart. Hi,
1: everyone. Hi,
0: everyone. And we are back from Turin. It's thundering outside.
2: You can probably hear that. (laughs) It's very dramatic here. (laughs) Storm clouds, we're finally back. Um, Storms don't last forever, Max.
0: (laughs) In case you don't remember. (laughs) Suri told us that very clearly in
1: person. Um, That's why we're holding our hands right now, even though you can't see it.
0: (laughs) We'll just keep on chasing rainbows. Um, Speaking of which, Eurovision is over. Eurovision 2022 concluded with the victory by Kalush Orchestra from Ukraine, as expected. Um... Most people are pretty happy about it. Some people are not. But everyone who matters is happy. We're happy about it. I think. Are we happy about it?
2: I'm I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. We're happy about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I thought I thought it was kinda beautiful, like the way that it all the the way that the jury was different and the televote it. Yeah, it was all just kind of a beautiful moment when it came in the end.
0: Like, yeah, I like how like it, it was it. a little touch and go. We we're just like, oh, are they going to have enough jury scores to like overcome? Like Even if they win the televote? And then the televote came in. That was just like fucking massive. And we're- Oh, okay, yeah, Ukraine wins. <laughs> all right, so this is our official debrief episode. We're going to be talking about our thoughts on the semifinals and the grand final, of course, the results, and just a little bit about our trip in Turin, some favorite moments. So let's start with the semifinals. Uh, semifinal one, very dramatic. We had a couple shock non-qualifiers.
1: <laughs> a couple, yeah. No.
0: So who are your biggest, like, shock non-qualifiers?
1: I think, I mean, I think we're all very shocked that Latvia didn't make it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just personally incredibly upset that Albania didn't make it through. Oh, Albania. Um, and then, still not sure, like, what Austria was but surprised that people didn't pick up on that a little bit more I guess
2: yeah I mean I agree I, mean, I think that Latvia for me was like the really big shocker looking at like who made it through I'm shocked that like Switzerland Iceland both made it over Albania, um, although like Albania was a little too raunchy even for us, as we discussed, <laughs> um, it like we were always on the fence between like is it a song or is it a vibe, and then in the end it was very much just like a very horny vibe.
1: Okay, so as opposed
2: I... to being a song.
1: <laughs> so to jump in on that, I just so we saw the jury uh, performance where we saw all of it, and it felt like. Incredibly crazy, but having rewatched the video a few days ago, I actually don't think, like, the way that the video was set up, it didn't come off as raunchy as it actually was. Ooh, I don't know, girl. Like, the way that, no, seriously. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, in, 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 like in, in all fairness, like, Chanel's a lot more raunchy than Ranella is in the way that they filmed it. I don't
0: know. Like, when Ranella came out with the whole thing, like, no, oh, they're censoring me, We're all and we're all, like, supporting her. Like, yeah, like, do it every want, girl. And then we were literally at the jury show, and we saw it. We're like, oh, yeah, like, maybe she should tone it down, like, a little bit.
1: <laughs> no, no, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying, like, I 100% felt that way when I saw it in person. But then watching, like, the video online again with, like, a few friends, I was like, oh, it's actually, like... The way that they angled the cameras and stuff it's like not actually as bad on tv as it was in person yeah.
0: i don't know girl <laughs> it's pretty horny regardless even in the video <laughs> but we stand, ranella a chaos queen and at the euro club like at the um we were at the wee wee jam like the next night and like everyone was ch- chanting her name for like truly two minutes and she started crying and it was
2: a Really beautiful moment. It's very sentimental. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I do have to give Max credit for an mm-hmm. accurate prediction that he thought Monica Liu would go through the semifinal, and I was skeptical, and he was very correct with his finger on the pulse of Eastern European sentiments. And also, so,
0: like, props to her, because apparently Lithuania and Estonia also, but they're in a different semi, but they were the ones who struggled the most with the kinetic sun issue and had to, like, rework their entire staging, and she got by on just, like, presence alone. And that was like very impressive. I think she just got you know she really held the stage, held the camera, really just like gave it her all. And I'm I'm very proud of Monica. Liu. I had, like thought she was definitely gonna. I thought she was gonna qualify because of like the whole like Eastern European like like Bart said, um, you know the kind of nostalgia. But you know this was a pretty strong lineup, so it was kind of touch and go. I thought she might be a borderline qualifier, but I'm really proud of her that she came through.
1: And then to throw kudos back, like. Max and I both have to admit that Greece in person, like mm-hmm. Amanda really pulled through, and we I think we thought that was like the best vocals, honestly, like it was a very strong
0: I don't know about best vocal, vocal but one of the best stagings for sure, and like i I think we were at the jury show, and i like we saw it live. Um, and I literally turned to Bart. I was like, this is winning the journey. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think... It. I just... Her voice, like... I was like, this might be that winning the night setting. The it it. just
0: killed and, me. Yeah, like, she she nailed the vocal, and that was, like, so important for that performance, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I think just the staging itself, I think, was just, like, really impactfully done. I actually, in the end, thought it was a better package than Dedeepta, which was not how I felt going in. Um, and Dedeepta did actually come in second in the semi above Greece, which is a little shocking, honestly, because I thought Netherlands staging was fine. Like, it sounded really good. It came off really well, but I don't think it was as good as Greece. What? Ukraine ended up winning the, the semi for obvious reasons, but I thought Greece would have been a close second.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I think that Greece ended up, like, being the best of, like, the sad girlies, um, just in terms of staging and package and voice. And, like chill factor, but, like, my, like, cheating, like, my, like, my main takeaway was, like, I just loved all the sad girlies, like, like, the Netherlands grew on me by the end, like, I was crying to Cornelia by the end, like, even Armenia, Snap, which, like, also had really great staging, like, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, like actually, like this <laughs> is my life. Like I really feel her." Um, so, I'm as so as much as we fought, I
1: changed and put that in my <laughs> life.
2: as much as we fought between our sad girlies, I was like, "Okay, I'm actually proud of all of them. <laughs> like that's just our vibe." And they almost all made it, except for
0: R.I.P. Medenčić, but she came in eleventh, and that's semi. She almost made it. So. Close. Yes. Okay. Somehow Close. <laughs> somehow Switzerland made it through. I do not understand.
1: <laughs> I do wanna say that I um I I'm not wild about the song, but uh, Denmark did put on a good performance. And it's sad that they that they didn't make it through, but honestly, they were a rock chick band and we were all like head along, like going crazy. Like I don't think it I mean it was a really hard semi but in the end, giving them a nod.
0: And Europe was not
1: ready for the show. They were not. I mean, they got <laughs> like thirteenth, so I'm not like super sad about it.
0: Yeah, I mean not not the best.
1: They did better than Latvia. Which
0: honestly shocking. Like I mean they won our jury um our Star Spangled jury for mostly because we liked them <laughs> a lot. But yeah, I was I was sure that they were gonna qualify. And I'm honestly shocked that they didn't. But Europe, between Albania and Latvia, was not ready for the pussy. <laughs> All right. Semi number two. Any shock and Any other shocks in general?
2: I'm still a little shocked that Cyprus didn't qualify. I know that she didn't because of her voice, which just really didn't carry through as strong, as strongly, as strong um, in the performance but I was definitely a little shocked by that. Um, I mean, I feel like the other shock was definitely Achille Lauro, like Marino. Mm-hmm. Although I do feel like that's a little bit of a, like, being in Italy where he's a huge star and being in the hall. Like, it was definitely, like, it was so much that I thought it would have more recognition. And I was shocked it scored so lowly. But I do think that, like he had a little bit of, like, the home factor for people who were there, um, which sounds really pretentious. But it's just yeah. my opinion in retrospect. And I agree with what Alex
0: said after that show was that... Or after we found out they didn't qualify, was that you know, if Italy was in the semi, it would have, like, definitely qualified. But alas, uh, I guess there's just no one to vote for it. Even though I thought, like, that performance, kind of like Latvia, I thought would go over really well with the televote and it did not,
1: unfortunately. <laughs> I honestly... So, I hate the video and I hate Michael Ben David as a person, but <laughs> his performance though, like, he had a very good voice and I thought the staging was very good. And I was surprised, honestly, that, um, it didn't make it in just because, you know, it is like fun and a little bit different. And if there was a wave where maybe, um, so I was surprised about that. And then, um, Malta, as well. And I guess the reason... Rest in
0: peace, Malta.
1: Rest in peace, Malta. It was my year. It just sucked, because, like, I don't know, I, like, I didn't think that, like, Azerbaijan. I thought their staging was very good, but overall, okay. I was just... Azerbaijan,
0: for, this might be the first time in history that someone qualified for the final with zero televote points. It was all jury, and we <laughs> all know that was sketchy yeah. as fuck. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think Azerbaijan took, uh, apparently, North Macedonia's place, because North Macedonia came in 11th, which, honestly, that's shocking that it came above Cyprus, Israel, San Marino, like, and the rest of these, honestly. Yeah. I don't I, really understand.
1: In hindsight, I'm like, maybe Ireland and Israel, like, split the vote between just, like, <laughs> trashy, sassy.
2: And you know, Romania. Romania won the trashy sassy yeah, vote. I don't
1: feel like that's a trashy sassy. I don't feel like it's as trashy sassy as Israel and
0: It's like it was like what you talked about. It was like a little bit more mm-hmm. earnest, a little bit more just like he's just like living his life and whereas also, it's not like a full yeah, RuPaul ripoff.
1: I would say like for Romania, like they played their in hindsight played their cards perfect with the fact that Spain was in that. Mm. Semi, two vote, which I think helped them a lot. Um, like I thought that they were probably going to make it through, but had they been in the first heat, then they would have suffered a similar fate that Akilililaro faced in the second heat, yeah. I think.
0: Um, I think. We, we did say, I think, in our predictions that either Israel or Romania would make it, but probably not both. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of glad it was Romania. I, like you said, Israel did put on a really good performance, but Michael Ben-David ended up being the most obnoxious human being alive. Yeah. So I'm, no, like, yeah. <laughs> very glad he did not make it.
1: After that happened, after he kind of sexually harassed Alessandro, I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like,
0: I mean, just based on these semi-results, like, europe was in their fields <laughs> and that's kind of what we got from this year in general like we always talked about it being a slow year but then like all of these most of the songs that qualified i would call ballads for sure um and then we we you know we definitely got some bops in there as well you know czech republic i don't i don't know if i called Serbia a bop as much as just like performance art but we got in there um i think we were all kind of shocked belgium qualified
2: yeah, I mean, I we, I think we all really liked Belgium as a song, but we didn't think the staging was going to be strong enough. Um, but then it kind of sailed through with the jury and the tailboat. So. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I also did ju- his, he just, you could just tell that he was over it by the time, like when he was performing. Mm-hmm. So I was shocked that he made it through, not because of the song, because I, I love the song, and I thought beforehand that he would. But then after having seen it live myself, I honestly didn't think that he would just because he just seemed over it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and, yeah, again, shout-out to Estonia, because I think they were another uh, another country that really had to, that, like the, the kinetic sun, quote-unquote, really fucked up their staging, and they still made it through and sailed through, I think, on kind of like vibes alone, <laughs> on like yeah. presence alone. Um, so good so for because,
1: because I gave a nod in the other round, I will give a nod this round to Montenegro. I thought that that dress was absolutely amazing, and like her voice was perfect. It's just the song was just a little, meh, but I think I she give her a nod.
0: Did the most with what she could exactly, um, yeah. But yeah, it wasn't like a a great package in the end.
1: Yeah. All right. So that's semi two,
0: and then we'll go. Let's oh,
1: but before we move on from semi two, so Serbia making it third out of that. Way out of that semi. Hell yes. Strong early indication that my girl Constructa was going to be a fucking force to reckon with come the final. And I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to get into that.
0: Yeah. Um, Speaking of Constructa and her placing in the final, fifth. Let's talk about the grand final.
1: <laughs> okay, so, wait. Are we just we're just gonna talk
0: about general impressions. Grand final.
1: Okay, so constructa is just all I can think about because she is my Vulcan queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she did a freaking phenomenal job. She won the, I believe, the artist award from the press afterwards or whatever. Um, performance was on fire. She was on fire. I'm so happy that, like, even if the juries didn't really get it, that the people got it, and it got so many televotes. Like, I was feeling something in the air, and I'm so happy that Europe was feeling it with me.
0: Yeah, she got the Artistic Award. Yeah. From the, one of the, the Artistic Marcel Bézançon Award. Um, yeah, good for her. I think she did incredible, and I'm really thrilled that Europe, like, quote-unquote, got it. Um, because yeah, I thought, you know, the language barrier could have potentially been, you know, a thing, but I think people, well, I mean, they had the subtitles on screen that weren't like exactly the lyrics, but you got the general sense of it. And I think it just, it really resonated with Europeans. And I think that was actually really thrilling to see.
1: And I felt like it was, uh, the first time I noticed that it was kind of resonating was when we were in the jury show, like as soon as she came on stage, like everyone was just doing the gestures from the get-go. There was just an echo in the hall which made it feel like, Oh, everyone already knows and they've kind of bought into this. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to watch it in the Euro village, that was the same. People yeah. were clapping and doing the gesture. It was like, okay, this has clearly taken a life of its own beyond
0: Not just in the Eurovision like people just like around Turin would just like randomly burst into fifties.
1: Yeah.
2: Like I just heard that everywhere. Serbia
1: and Moldova were like the dominant songs of Turin. Yeah,
2: for yeah. sure. I was say I mean I feel like people just like thought the clapping and the hand gestures were catchy as opposed to like really resonating with the deeper meaning of the song. No, actually. Oh, wow. but <laughs> so, It's no. my hot take for you guys. <laughs> so,
1: uh our my um our friend and I were having a conversation about it and we were saying that we weren't sure if Serbia was going to do well. It would depend on how well they describe the meaning and the, and the depth of it before the actual performance takes place. And she confirmed to me because she watched in Germany that they actually did when the postcard was going up. Mm. They explained the context. Okay. Um, and I got that from a few other countries as well that the context was explained before the song. So I think that that helped a lot with the language barrier. For sure. And if that hadn't have happened, then probably it... Because, no, I don't think that clapping alone, because then, I mean, no, like, Occidental Karma was, like, all about the the little move and the clapping, and that did not do what it was supposed to do, so...
2: I don't know. I feel like you're really overselling what like a brief description during the postcard does for like voting, and I think it is both. But I think it is just like really catchy and like really, really striking visuals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in a way that like, yeah, I think that, I think that, that it just like gets like I think just like the clapping and the Batistrava and like the hand motions like gets stuck into your head really, really easily. And it is connected to the larger piece, but I think that that's what, like, really stuck with people. I think it was really the whole package, like, all those things together, for sure, yeah. Like, Like, it was just very, very... Like, it was all very, very unique. Like, it was a very unique message, like, very unique staging. Like, she has a very unique look in a way that, like, really stuck with people. Yeah, for sure.
0: What do we think about UK coming in second and first with the juries?
1: Okay, so one thing that I really dislike about this is that does not make the UK the real winner. Like... (laughs) Number one, Ukraine is the real winner. Like, they won the televote. There is no other real winner than Ukraine. Had things been different, and had the song been different and the context been different, then that doesn't mean that all the 12 points that Ukraine got would have gone to Sam Ryder. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, so even in the event that, let's say, Ukraine had not participated and was not a factor, Sam Ryder would not have won because he wouldn't have gotten the amount, he wouldn't have gotten the total, what was it, like 630, whatever it was, votes from the televote. So that is one thing that's pissing me off. Like, this British arrogance of, oh, if we get no points, Eurovision is rigged. If we get some points, oh, actually, we're the real winners. I'm like, can you just, like, take a breath, okay?
2: Yeah. Uh, like, oh, you I'm just need to talk to less British people.
1: Because
2: <laughs> 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 I'm really not as salty about it as you are.
0: Oh, my God. And, and it's I'm also, all like, over
1: social media. I am
0: happy for Sam and the fact that, the like, the UK did so well and like actually put some effort behind promoting this Mm -hmm. one and it paid off and like maybe they'll keep trying and like do well, even if they don't come in second again, you know, like maybe they're setting the stage kind of like Netherlands did over like the last decade and like capping, you know, with their win, maybe this is going to be the UK's decade, like where they just start doing really well. And then at the end, you know, within the next, you know, five or six
2: years we get a win. (laughs) Or they get a win. It's not us. <laughs> yeah, we're independent of them now. I mean, I just think the huge story of the grand final was the big five generally, in addition to Ukraine, obviously. And, like that moment of them winning. Um, Sam Ryder like definitely proved me wrong. Like really hit the vocals. I wasn't as in love with the staging as other people were, honestly. Yeah. But like he is just so magnetic that he could really sell it, and I think that that is great. I mean, the true winner for me was definitely Chanel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think that it could be elevated that much beyond um, the Benidorm Fest. And then just, like, the way it was done on the Torino stage was, like, flawless. kiss. Yes, yes. Like, <clears throat> just, like, so incredible. Like, really, t- like, took your breath away. Um, I mean, like, I feel like it will be... A fight between the Brits and the Spaniards the two most annoying groups of people on earth <laughs> as to like who the rightful winner was so it's like I see the Spaniards like way more than the Brits but like maybe that's just our respective yeah, Twitter no, feeds The Spanish fans on Twitter they can enjoy that yeah. um, Italy I feel like kind of crashed and burned in the final sorry their vocals just didn't hit which is very sad I think there was
1: something and, yeah. I think his earpiece wasn't um, giving him the right thing I agree well.
0: but I also don't think the staging was very good. But, I think once again Italy kind of yeah, missed the mark on the staging, which like they still came in like 6th. So like, you know, great result especially for a host country, which like the host country has not done well in years. So yeah. Um, you know,
1: so props real, to them for sure, but real quick go back to the UK. Sam Ryder did also win the press award. Um, just goes to show like how like jizz energy and like character that I feel like he was always on the news and always extremely happy. Like everyone just loved him, which is kind of like a contrast.
0: He's just like a ball of sunshine. And yeah, Yeah. he's he's a wonderful
1: And yeah, I mean, Chanel, like for a woman, like this is her first single. Like it kind of feels like she just decided to pick up singing. (laughs) Um, I know that this is not like her first dance. I know that she's an actor and whatnot, but holy shit, like. Spain, like, you – there was a girl who was, like, crying in the bathroom when we were at the Euro Club and was like, I hope Spain does well. And I was like, I mean, me too. Like, I'm not going to cry about it, but, like, <laughs> I, I hope Chanel does great. And I would have been – I think that she should have gotten second place, but whatever. Like, third is also good. It's It's been a while for Spain. Um, They should be really proud.
0: Yeah, I think the big irony here is that, like, the UK and Spain, which are traditionally, like, the ones that, the big five countries that really suck normally, yeah. did so well. And France, which I loved, got, <laughs> paid dust.
1: That I will not under, I cannot understand because that performance and that staging was so good. I'm surprised. I guess it's just, it's one of those things with Eurovision where, I feel like it's not always the performance itself. It's just like, oh, I just have to pick 10. And sometimes some artists get left in the dust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there was an 11th spot or whatnot, then maybe. But, ugh, I mean, "Fulan" is just an amazing song. I mean, and it's I'm still, still my favorite here. from
0: this year, and I think it's incredible. <laughs> and I'm very sad it just didn't do
1: that well at all. <laughs> But real quick, Cornelia, my queen, the love of my life.
2: I will say, Cornelia's key change on the bridge, like, was really a moment. Yeah. Uh, No, Sweden
0: did did really well. And I think it finally got over that hump of, like, great jury score with, like, terrible televote score. Like, it still came in, like, sixth in the televote and fourth overall, but, like... Still, it actually managed to get a lot of points from the public, and I think that really speaks to, you know, the strength of Cornelia as a performer and that staging and like and I think just, just that
1: song is so good. And they know. won the songwriting award. Yeah, I, I think game. that song is
0: honestly really good, and it just like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I arrived uh, in the airport and like picked up my car, I just like plugged in my phone to charge, and like the Eurovision playlist was still on. And that song came on, and I was just like really emotional, leaning into it, like hold me closer.
0: (laughs) We had a moment to it at the Euro club too. Like it just came on, and just like, which is not like a club vibe, but we were all just like truly singing our hearts out to it. Like
1: she's a queen, and I'm so excited for her to like tour at some point. So maybe we can get her here in the U S. Because that voice, honestly, is just. It's phenomenal, and she's a great artist.
0: And so second in the
1: televote, Moldova. Honestly, okay, so that would have surprised me had we not been there because I know I shit on that song so much. Yeah, in the you're probably
0: banned from Moldova for those comments. Yeah,
1: but I am so sorry because <laughs> that song slaps so hard. I <laughs> I've listened. I've listened to, like, I... To this t- day, I don't get tired of it. I'm just like, oh, fucking banger! Like it's so fucking good. We went to like a like a flea market, and some old man was just playing it on his phone while he was selling T-shirts. I'm like, this this is a cult following. This song is crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was kind of tipped off it would be that way because I had some friends who like aren't big Eurovision people listen. And that was the one that they were all like why is this song so funny? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, girl. And then being there, I just, like, with everything else play Like, all the other songs, like, a lot of ballads, like, like even Disturbia, which is a big telephoto, like, is, like, a very, like, kind of serious, intense song. This one is just, like, balls-to-the-wall craziness in a way that, like was so fun and, like, so infectious and just, like, you wanted to, like, clap around and, like, down, which is, like, what we did whenever it came on. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so great. I'm so, so happy I got the huge televote. Yeah, no, that was just truly a moment. Like, I think Cheese do
0: really, truly never disappoints, but they, yeah, I think that was just an incredible result for Moldova. I'm very happy for them. All right, any other comments on the grand final?
1: yeah I mean I I'm a little surprised um, just based on like name recognition and general like northern Europeans that that Finland came in like 21st Ugh, I'm not that wild. Was so
0: bad though no I
1: mean like I'm not wild about Jezebel but I, I was just surprised by that I had predicted that it would be a little bit higher um, and so happy that my Norwegians Got some points and made it in 10th. <laughs> um, the importance of always carrying a banana, guys. Just remember that.
0: Also, 9th
1: in
2: overall Portugal was not expecting that. I was expecting it, kind of. But then, for some reason, I didn't think it was going to happen when we were there. But then mm. there is something, again, that I feel like very striking about this. Song. It's not something I would have ever predicted going into that week, but after
0: seeing the staging and the performances and that, like, really, people really vibed with it.
1: Um, Honestly, I'm yeah. I'm I'm surprised that it did better than Poland because I thought that was staging and everything. I thought that Poland was actually. I mean, Poland.
0: Points. We looked into those scores, and like the only twelve, the only like high scores for it came from like the diaspora. Like I think like, uh, and also based on these results, like Europe was like no sad boys, only sad girlies. Like truly. That was the vibe this year because Azerbaijan bought up all the sad boy votes. Oh, yeah! So big controversy, as you may or may not know, Um, several countries, Azerbaijan included, um, also Georgia, Romania, Malta, San Marino, and one other, Poland, and Poland um, were all implicated in a bit of a (laughs) scandal. Um, So in the second semi-final. Uh, The results from these six countries were flagged as irregular by the EBU's uh, voting monitor, I guess, the independent monitor who looked over the votes. Um, And so their votes were actually replaced with an aggregate score based on, like, the other countries in the pot that they were allocated, whatever. There's, like, a whole algorithm. Um, But, yeah, so they all voted for each other in the semis. And the EBU was like, hmm, that seems sketchy. And now they're all freaking out at the ebu being like how dare you accuse us of cheating you know it's like very obvious So like this sketchy ass algorithm like we don't know where those points came from in the ebu and in its statement was like this is how we calculated it <laughs> we're transparent <laughs> sorry yeah that just run, that rubs
2: me the whole yeah whole i would say back on the grand final um but like generally props to martin ustadol and the ebu for like cracking out on jury I don't know, just, like, horse trade, like, yeah. horse trade voting. Um, horse trading votes. Props to Mika on the grand final um, for a Ooh, great yes. medley. I was like, there were definitely some um, opinions on the Italian job of hosting Eurovision, including the Kinetic Sun controversy <laughs> that I don't, don't even want to get into at this but point also in time. Laura
1: Pasidi, though. And Holy then, shit, her vocals in the final, like... That medley in the beginning, like mm-hmm. her voice wasn't. Well,
2: until she got COVID and disappeared for an hour. <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> but no, she didn't leave during her song medley, like which was the big thing. Which, like,
0: may or may not have. We weren't there in the in the jury final or anything, or like to see the live show. So, was that pre-recorded because with all the different like costume changes, like that must have parts of it must have been.
1: No, I think they I were don't know. doing I th- it. No, it was no just because a- she
0: changed costumes in, like, literally Yeah, that's a thing, though. You can no, do that.
1: It, no, but if you notice, the, the camera would cut go away. away. Cut away. Enough for her to... I mean, uh, some of those costume changes were honestly just, like, a trench coat. And then other times, it was just taking off Yeah,
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there was some camera magic there, for sure. Yeah. I just wasn't sure,
2: like, maybe parts of it were pre-recorded, but... No, I, mean, I think they just had, like, all the costumes layered for a really right. quick, like, RuPaul reveal. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, I thought the hosts were definitely, like, I don't know, they definitely weren't, like, the most polished, like, there were, and there were definitely some rough patches, but I think like they were all, in the end, like, very likable, and it felt like all the acts felt very Italian. Like, I feel like they were really, like, showing off, and I was like, it. it to be a little positive, I feel like a lot of people were trashing on it, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like it, like... Th- There was something charming about it in the end. I
1: think there were a lot of things
0: wrong with the hosting in general, but I think the show itself ended up being very good. Yes. All three nights.
1: Oh, okay. So I actually disagree. Like, I feel like they did Eurovision hosting. Like, it's supposed to be a little bit awkward, quirky. Oh, no, I don't mean, like, the three hosts. I I don't literally mean the hosting. Yeah. But
0: just, like, the organization, of the whole event, that fucking kinetic sun, like... All these the things around the
1: fact that even in the grand final you could see cameramen running around on stage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there were just like a lot of organizational issues behind the scenes that we mm-hmm. heard from people, like on Twitter, just like there's a lot of like shit going on, but I think <laughs> if you were just watching it on camera and those three nights, I think it went yeah. very smoothly. Yeah. Agreed. For sure. Um, all right, any other comments on the grand final and the overall results? No? Congrats to
2: Ukraine.
0: Congrats to Ukraine. Okay. So let us end this with what was your favorite moment in Turin?
1: I mean, I don't know why, like I had a lot of like really amazing moments, but like for a specific moment, I think <laughs> one of the funniest that'll just stick with me was we were all on the dance floor dancing to Eurovision songs, and then all of a sudden a techno version of 1944 came on and everyone in the <laughs> club just kind of like froze and kind of like stopped dancing or like was like trying to like sway, but also be respectful. Uh, really not a good DJ choice of something to dance to. Yeah. Not the DJ's yeah, hottest moment. Like, <laughs> like when the, when strangers are coming that come to your house and kill you, it's like. Mm, but also, just like it's like you know the context. Yeah, like of the context politics and the lyrics right now. is just like a bit much. But uh, just that we all at the same time had that awkward feeling to me. It's just like freaking. A weird. true
0: buzzkill, but in that kind of funny way, but also like truly problematic.
1: <laughs> but also getting to see. Uh, my 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 queen Sydney perform live.
2: Oh, what a good
1: moment! Mm-hmm. I
2: don't know. There are so many lovely moments from the trip. You could be more um, than one. I but I feel like two moments that will always stick with me will be a befriending all the Brits, Australians, and Germans in line for the bar, and like groaning <laughs> at how inefficient all the Italian bartenders were, um, because that was just a real bonding moment I feel like for everyone in the club. Um, and then actually you gotta mentioned though but the two moments they played non-dance remixes but just straight up played um, Die Together and then Hold Me Closer in the club and oh, everyone yeah. just like mm-hmm. screamed it and it was like right after their semi-finals oh. and like it was like such a like communal moment I feel like it was kind of the vibe of this year that was like okay like we're not just gonna dance like We're going to, like, sway and, like, scream our hearts out and just, like, let out, like, the catharsis for our emotions to these, like, prestige, sad girl pop ballads. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that was definitely a moment. you're just,
1: like, reminding me of, like, meeting the Aussie Vision people. That was really fun. Yeah, shout-out to Aussie Vision. Shout-out to Aussie Vision. Actually, a
0: bunch of other content creators, uh, the Euro What podcast folks, a couple couple other people at that meeting as well.
1: Yeah, no, it was really cool catching drinks with other content creators. It was super fun.
0: Yeah, um, top moment for me was finally getting to see Kano at the Euro Club. And That was, uh, I just like ascended. It was incredible. Um, and then. And then I did the the
1: greatest best friend thing ever.
0: Yes, she introduced me to Tom from Kano. We just saw went off, Tom talked to him outside. in Danish.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, my friend's a really big fan. Can you please take a picture with him? And he has now.
0: Thank you, Alex, for helping me overcome my crippling anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't, I guess all of our moments were at the Euro oh. Club. <laughs> now that I think about it. No, I mean... I mean, it was like... Five straight nights of just having lots of fun dancing. I had
1: a really fun time with all of you. And I had a fun time, like, exploring the city and getting spritz. Like, the weather was really nice. Um,
2: Food was amazing. We
1: had really good food. Like, we went out to Alba one day, which was nice. Like, it was a good trip for me.
2: I would say the two other ones were, like, being in the hall for Greece. I thought was incredible and hearing it live. And then being in the Eurovision Village Park um, when Diodato sang Kai Moro," oh, oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. the mm-hmm. was really beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone just like really like like putting their arms around each other and swaying. Oh that was such a moment.
1: And and being in the park when Chanel's supposed to perform. <laughs> and it's like a mafia of Spaniards that are, like, overtaking the village, and then to find out that she was stuck in traffic and wasn't going to make it, and the Spanish <laughs> flight was real that day. <laughs> it was so real.
2: Okay, but I'm also sad we didn't see Chanel, and that she was stuck in traffic, quote, yeah. quote.
0: Oh, uh, We saw her live at the Jerry show, it was which is amazing. Sure. Oh, just having her like, just even being in the same like massive hall with her. It was just like such a moment. I and got performance meet- was perfection. Even if you're just looking, like not looking at the screen with the camera stuff, just like just seeing it. Like it yeah. was like mm-hmm. you seeing like a pop star at a stadium. Yeah. So, like perfection.
1: Uh, oh, I really enjoyed meeting ready. <laughs> Although it was in a funny context. Cause I was kind of like trashing the entry to our friend. And then she like poked my shoulder and was like, "Look behind you!" And I turned around and I did the ultimate fake bitch. I was like, "Oh my god, best performance ever!" <laughs> Loved it through and through. Um, oh, I also enjoyed um, seeing Epic Saxman being epic live. Oh yeah, Sunstroke Project. Sunstroke oh, Project so was good. incredible.
0: Yeah, I um, feel like I finally like got to see like a, just a bunch of my like Eurovision like bucket lists. At the Euro Club this year, which, like, I feel like, because normally, correct me if I'm wrong, fans, I guess, but, like, normally the Euro Club is, like, for, like, accredited press and, like, certain fan clubs. Like, it's not really, like, your average Euro fan can't go. And this year it was because of part of the organizational issues with the way it was organized around Turin, there were, like, all these random-ass, like, quote-unquote Euro Clubs, like, the official ones, and then just... A bunch of fans organized this like Euro fan club, which was fucking amazing, and we went every night, and it was so fun.
1: Yeah, no, I loved it, and newfound respect for Surrey. Like,
0: oh my god, she yes. came
1: out, and it was just it was a lot of fun. She's um, such a
0: she's just a sweet human being, sweet
1: quirky human being. What's funny is
0: like because we were talking to um, the Australians, and they're like, uh, these people again," and we're like, "Okay, like." over here, we don't get to see any of these people <laughs> 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 ever. So it was just like a moment for an American Euro fan just getting to see like Siri and Sunstroke Project and and Kano and The Roop and just, ah,
1: ah, it was great. Yeah, no, I mean, overall, it, it was a super fun experience definitely going to do it again at some point. Like maybe not
0: next year. I think we need a break, but
1: I mean, it depends on, I, it always depends on the hosting location for me. It doesn't mm-hmm. depend on, Oh, it's been a year. It's like, do I want to go there? And who knows? We'll see where they host it.
0: Yeah. All right. So actually great transition. So what do you guys think is going to happen next year? Are we going to move away from the sad boy vibes or
2: like, any predictions for 2023? I think, I think it'll be in Poland or the UK. Mm. And I think that we will continue the, um, turn towards more like prestige highbrow pop.
1: Okay. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, if it's in Glasgow, I'm excited. I'll
0: be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think it's more likely to be in Poland. Thing, Although Ukraine has said that they do want to host it. So if they can, I think they, they will. Mm, I, who they knows? Will like truly who knows what the situation is going to be in a few months. I, or, I, think, yeah. I think
1: what they meant by that, when they said that they really wanted to host the 2023, I think what they meant is that hopefully sometime in the future, they would have the opportunity to host, um, as winners get to do, even though they can't actually do yeah. in 2023, so kind of like similar to the shifts that we had to do with COVID 19 for a lot of events that maybe in like 2025 or what have you that the 2023 hosts would be permitted to do.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's going to be in Ukraine, but they did, I think, actively say that they wanted to host it. So we'll see. We'll see what that means. Um, for next year but yeah so i think it's probably going to be in poland but potentially the uk or another big five country and yeah i think i think we will definitely see more prestige pop for sure but i think hopefully we'll be moving a bit away from the ballads and we'll get a little bit more upbeat something or other maybe people will be tired of this kind of
1: yeah, I mean, I think really. We'll see what the global
0: situation.
1: I mean, I think that what we're looking for, kind of going back to what Bart was saying, is just like a mix of vocal prowess mixed with pop. So being able to um, demonstrate something that's a little bit different, but also showing like a vocal, like ingenuity or like um, setting yourself apart that we haven't necessarily. Um, gotten in all the songs I am like one of the things that I'm a little surprised about that I'm a little sad about is like we are Domi the Czech Republic like vocally they like just fucking nailed it in the end um, I thought that they deserved a few more points but like that I would love to see more of like that kind of music because she proved she could hit that note yeah um, and it still had that kind of pop quality where like you wanted to dance and go crazy um so yeah my big
0: thing also i think i really want the uk and spain to take away from the fact that they did so well this year that they can do well and that they keep kind of that momentum um and really just continue sending high quality entries instead of (laughs) what we've been and that france
1: doesn't take it personally and continue to send
0: Yeah, I think France, that they continue. Like, I hope that they don't get discouraged from sending anything good. And I hope Germany really reevaluates the shit out of their selection process. I liked Malik. I actually thought that staging was really good. And the song actually grew on me a little bit. But I think it suffered from that. Like, it was everyone's 15th place, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Which does not bode well in this contest. So, Germany, rethink your shit.
1: Hey, hun, you got six points, though. So no one got no points.
0: I mean, there were a couple, like, zero telebooks.
1: I know, but, but um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was reading, like, uh, Switzerland was like, Marius was like, oh, actually, like, that was really crushing to me. And I was like... Oh, shit. I was, like, cheering very loudly when that happened. <laughs> and,
0: not for nothing, Sam Ryder, being the most amazing person, like, went up to him, gave him a big old bear, uh, tried to comfort him after that moment. It was very sweet. <laughs> um, Who else got zero? I think he was the only zero. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, that is our Eurovision debrief for this year for 2022 and this is going to be our last episode for this season so we will see you guys again next year when Eurovision ramps up again for 2023 um, in the meantime you can follow us on Twitter at SSD underscore pod if there's any kind of events more Eurovision content, Eurovision again uh, Eurovision Canada anything else uh, we'll probably be live tweeting it so follow us there um, and stay tuned for updates on that Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really appreciate every person that listens to this podcast. Um, Anyone who sent us an email, anyone who participated in our Star Spangled Jury. We love you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you guys
1: next year. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.